And welcome everybody to episode number 12 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. I am your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter at P Fitoff. Again, that's at P's and Paul, T's and Tom, H I, T's and Tom again, O F F, Frank Frank. For all Notre Dame athletic updates, and there's been some big ones in the past 24 hours, just go there and I update those as they come in. And this episode number 12 is sponsored by BetUS.com. BetUS.com. Bet with the three decade leader, BetUS. Join now for 125% bonus using promo code DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. And bet sports, casinos, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid, BetUS.com. So again, I woke up this morning. I was going to do a podcast, nothing that what we're going to talk about today. It was going to be more or less right before the football state season gets into the nuts and bolts. And for the 2022-2023, all Notre Dame sports, before that really kicked in, I was going to do more or less, you know, great games of Notre Dame in the past, you know, 20, 30 years, something like that before we get into, like I said, the nuts and bolts of the athletic season. However, I woke up this morning and I said, screw that. Let me get that out of here. Um, the news. And again, if you go to my Twitter account right there at P you would have seen this early this morning and I'm going to read it to you now as I have multiple, I got my iPad up, I got my phone up. So let's get to it right now. So right here, graduate student wide receiver Avery Davis suffered an anterior cruciate ligament, the ACL, injury to his right knee in practice on Friday. He previously injured the ACL on his left knee last year during the Navy game. He just planted wrong and it went. And the injury, so like I said, the right knee was on Friday. The left knee was last year during the Navy game. And the injury will force him to miss the 2022 season. So before I get into that subject matter, which is our main subject for this podcast, episode number 12, let's get into some quick recruiting. I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but I don't think we're going to hear too much on recruiting as we get into more of the nuts and bolts of the football season. So I just wanted to kind of, I'll give updates here and there. And again, it'll be on my Twitter account if we do sign someone either with the 2023 or 2024 class. However, let's go through this really quick right now. So last week, we signed four-star linebacker Jaden Osbury. Brian Kelly was big on this kid. He's out of Baton Rouge where LSU's campus is. However, we beat out LSU, Michigan, Alabama, Florida, Auburn, and Texas A&M. So again, he was supposed to go to LSU. We got him away from Brian Kelly, so that's a big signing. Peter Johnson, offensive lineman out of Malvern, Pennsylvania. We beat out Penn State, Boston College, Cincinnati, Duke, Michigan, and Oklahoma, also West Virginia. Great offensive lineman signing. And then Ohio kid out of Cincinnati. I believe it's Lakota. Is it West? Yes. Out of Westchester, Ohio, um, area in Cincinnati, or close to Cincinnati, I should say, Lakota West safety, Ben Minich. He's going to Notre Dame. We beat out Stanford, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, and Kentucky. So again, I want to give a quick update because it's kind of flip-flopped a little, the 2023 recruiting rankings. And I was looking at a little bit of this week. Some sources had said Alabama overtook us in recruiting because we knew they were going to make a big push. They were like 
I don't even think they were in the top 10 for the past summer. But again, you know, that's going to change as, as we get closer and closer to the season and we get closer and closer to the signing season and they've made a big jump and they have actually kicked Ohio state out of the number two position. So I'm looking at rivals right now for 2023. Notre Dame is still number one, even though at times this week, Alabama, they put number one in Notre Dame too. What I, I right now, this is Saturday night at six eighteen Eastern standard time. Notre Dame is one Alabama two, Ohio state three, Texas four, Georgia is five. And again, that's rivals. If we go to 247 sports. Okay, here, here we go. This is where, okay. So Alabama is number one. Notre Dame is two. Texas is three. Ohio State four. Georgia is five. And LSU is six. So Brian Kelly started to make his move there. So again, 24-7 sports or 247 sports, I think. Some say 24-7. I say 2-4-7. Alabama's one. Notre Dame is two for 2023. And then for 20, for rivals, it's Notre Dame, Alabama, Ohio State, Texas, Georgia. And where's LSU's like 12 on rivals. So pretty big gap between rivals and 24 or 2-4-7. So let's go for 2024 as well. Again, this is just going to be really quick. For 2-4-7 sports. For 2024, we're still number one. Notre Dame is one. Florida State, two. LSU is three. Again, Brian Kelly making that move. Georgia, four. Alabama, five. If we go to rivals for 2024 on my iPad here, let's see. It's... Notre Dame, one, Florida State, two, Georgia, three, LSU, four, Southern California, USC, five. So, again, it's still looking pretty good. Again, I don't see the quarterback besides the 2024 class, CJ Carr's in that, but no big-time quarterback for the 2023 class. But long story short, in 2023, we're number one or number two, depending on what uh, source you look at, whether it's 247 or Rivals. And then regardless of what you look for 2024, we're still number one. So things are looking pretty good still recruiting wise. So I digress from there. So one other bit piece of business before, and let's check my phone on this one. Actually, no, I have it on my iPad here. Again, multiple sources. It's been a busy day with Notre Dame sports right now, and I'm trying to give you everything I have. So, Tyler Buckner was named the starting quarterback today. Marcus Coach Freeman didn't want to screw around. or And some say this is kind of a head game with Ohio State. We'll see. But I would have been shocked if Tyler Buckner was not named the starting quarterback because, one, Drew Pine, you know, he's a solid athlete in the spring game, though. And I know you got to take the spring game with a grain of salt. He looked horrible. He looked out of shape. And even if he did look in shape and played well, I think he's at best a number two backup quarterback at Notre Dame. Maybe he'll transfer. Maybe he'll graduate from Notre Dame and go to another smaller school. But again, he beat out someone that was going to be the number two quarterback anyway. Steve Angeli, true freshman out of New Jersey, tough kid coming from New Jersey. He looked great in the spring game. Again, you got to take it with a grain of salt. He's a true freshman. You're not going to start a true freshman. And then the next 
quarterback in line is Ron Paulus. It's either the second or third. It's Ron Paulus's kid from the nineties. He's on, on a token scholarship because of his dad. Let's, let's be honest. He'll, he'll always be just wearing the red cap with a clipboard. He's never going to see significant action at Notre Dame. So pretty much, even though Tyler Buckner is our future at the moment and great athlete, you know, he can create plays when the, the you know, protection breaks down. This is not a surprise at all. And let's take it with a grain of salt who he beat out. He didn't beat out Joe Montana. So again, I'm expecting some big things from Tyler, but again, he didn't beat out Joe Montana for the starting role. Not to be negative there, but it's just the truth right there. He beat out pretty much just a second string quarterback, a true freshman, and someone that's just going to hold a clipboard for the next, because I think Paulus was a freshman last year. So for the next three to four years, that's all he's going to be doing. He's on there because it's a token scholarship at Notre Dame. So again, Big news of the day, Avery Davis, our most experienced wide receiver. Again, he's not rocketous male, but again, he's played a lot of a, a lot of football. He came in in 2017 as a quarterback. They moved him to running back. Then they moved him to defensive back, then to wide receiver. This kid could have bitched and complained to say, hey, I keep getting moved around. I'm not getting significant playing time. However, great kid. Wherever they put him, he gave 100, 110%. It just sucks for him now. He blew out the ACL, ACL last year and now this year. Maybe he'll get a seventh year. Who knows? I don't know if he wants to play another seventh year. But again, you're going to lose not just the fact that he's a decent wide receiver, but Notre Dame's depth at wide receiver is not very good right now. And again, if I get my cheat sheet out here on my phone, Bear with me one second here. We are now down to, I think it's six scholarship kids. Okay. Notre Dame now is down to six scholarship wide receivers, including former walk-on Matt Salerno. Salerno is his last name. And another veteran, Joe Wilkins Jr., who can't even practice right now because – he was out with a, uh, I forget if he broke his leg last year, but he was out. He got hurt again in the spring game. So Joe Wilkins Jr. is not even playing at the moment. And then two, Deion Colsey also had, I don't know if it's a, they said a minor injury, but he's going to be out of practice until next week. And that's Deion Colsey, one of our other receivers. So you're looking at now pretty much, Jaden Thomas, he looked really good in the spring game. He's going to be a redshirt sophomore, I believe. Again, Deion Colsey hurt right now. Avery Davis is out for the year. Uh, Jaden Thomas is going to have to step up. Lorenzo Styles, the kid out of Pickerington Central High School, the big powerhouse here in Central Ohio. He's pretty much him. And again, I'm checking my notes here. We're going to have to lean on him heavily this year. He's a sophomore, uh, and he was supposed to be more on the outside, but now they're going to move him back to the slot receiver. And I'm just trying to check my notes here. And last year, Xavier Watts, another uh, – I believe he was a sophomore last year. Yes, sophomore last year. They moved him to the defense at safety, and he played really well at safety. They may have to move Xavier Watts back to wide receiver because, again – we're down to six scholarship kids right now. And one of those was a former walk-on. The depth is not there. 
And again, that was from the prior coaching staff, not to, you know, shit on uh, Brian Kelly's coaching staff. But again, a lot of kids left last year because they weren't being coached up. Dell Alexander, I heard he's a stellar human being, family man, but he was a shitty wide receiver coach. And that's why a lot of those kids left. And that was one, for one of the first things that I loved what Marcus Freeman did. I don't care. He was like, hey, I don't care that he's a great human being, class act. He can't coach football, especially at the wide receiver position. He fired him and hired Chancey Stuckey at a Baylor. And I've heard rave reviews about Chancey Stuckey. But again, he doesn't have much to work with right now. Great talent on the team, does not have much depth. And this is why I've been saying nine and three this year. One, it's a brand new coaching staff and just gelling with everybody. But again, this is why Alabama is so good. This is why Clemson was so good, you know, two to three years ago. We'll see if they're good this year and why Georgia is good. Ohio State, you know, except for the defense on the offense, they're so good because they have so much depth. We do not have that at the skilled position right now, especially running back and especially at wide receiver. They're very good. They're very talented. But again, that's what we're working toward. Those recruiting classes I just told you about for 2023 and 2024, that's what Marcus Freeman is getting at, getting the depth. So if someone goes down, we have someone to just step right in. That's what Alabama does. That's what Clemson did, you know, whether they still do that this year. And that's what Ohio State does on offense so well. There's so much depth, and we don't have that right now. So Tommy Reese is going to have to get really creative. I mean, maybe he puts Chris Tyree in the slot too, just because, again, we're so thin at wide receiver right now. We're going to have to really rely on Lorenzo Styles. And, again, he was expected to have a pretty big year as well. But, again, it's not – again, we do not have – we need we needed other receivers to more or less open up, you know, Lorenzo Styles, you know, to have more uh, when he's running routes. You know, if you have another top-notch receiver, they got to take away that receiver, and that opens up for Lorenzo. That's what I'm trying to get out here. But again, just trying to look at my notes here to see what. So again, that's a here we go. So Styles and Braden Lindsey too. So Braden Lindsey, he's more or less he's out of Oregon. He hasn't had the greatest Notre Dame career. He was kind of coming on last year, and I heard he had a great spring and looking really good in practice now. But until you get out to, you know, actual competition, that's to be determined. But more or less, he's a track guy playing football. But they're going to put him on the outside, so maybe he can, you know, get some defenders to pay more close attention to him and open up Lorenzo Styles because Lorenzo Style is the key. And then Braden Lindsay's going to have to step up big time. But again, with all these injuries to the wide receiver unit right now the big i think the big wide receiver not if I say a big wide receiver but who they're going to have to use more than they expected is tobias merriweather stud freshman wide receiver he's going to be used a lot anyway but now it's for forcing marcus freeman and staff to use him and again this is where i think you're going to see a difference a big difference between brian kelly and marcus freeman Brian Kelly didn't like to play true freshman a lot, even if they were the better player. He had his loyalty to his seniors, and that affected the team at times. But again, this is not a show to bash Brian Kelly. But again, Tobias Merriweather, he's got to lace up, lace up his shoes now because he's going to get thrown into the fire. He's going to be sent out to the Wolves, and we'll see how he responds. I mean, we have no choice now. We only have, like I said, six scholarship kids. One of them is a former walk-on. So we'll see how that goes. 
But again, Tobias Merriweather, remember that name, especially during the Ohio State game. He, You may say, see significant action. Like I said, Braden Lindsey and Lorenzo Styles will be the starting wide receivers. But the name Tobias Merriweather, he's going to be thrown into the Wolves. But again, I heard he's having a great camp as a true freshman. So we'll see what happens. But again, this is why, why I've preached nine and three this year, because let's say we didn't have any injuries. You know, maybe I'd say 11 and one, who knows, 12 and 0. But again, the injury bug right now, you know, Avery Davis is out for the year. Deion Colsey's not back until next week. We're thin at running back right now. Logan Diggs is out until probably mid season. Maybe he'll be back sooner than later. We got to get to the Alabamas and the way Clemson was, you know, maybe Clemson again, will be back this year, but when they were winning those national titles, they had the depth. And let me just point to the 2018 cotton bowl. The first time we made it to the playoffs, that score was three to three at about the 12 minute mark of the second quarter. We were hanging with Clemson about the depth. So Perfect example of why we need to have depth, the 2018 Cotton Bowl. Remember when Julian Love, our stud cornerback, who ended up leaving after his junior season, getting drafted by the NFL, the score was 3-3 to against that Clemson team that won the national title. I'm not saying this is the reason why we lost that game. Again, we didn't have a dy dynamic quarterback. Ian Book, I know he's the most winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. It's more or less because he was there for four years and he played the most games as well. Again, great, great kid. We got the most out of him, but he was not an elite quarterback. That's another reason why we lost that game. But the score was three to three with about 12 minutes to go in the second quarter. We were hanging with Clemson. Julian Love gets hurt. His replacement, Dante Vaughn, was a huge step down. And what does Clemson do? They go right over the top and attack him. You get touchdowns from Justin Ross, who is a stud receiver until he got a major back injury. I think he still got drafted in the NFL this year, but he would have been a first-round pick for sure. And then he goes, when T. Higgins was a freshman, they go right over Dante Vaughn, touchdown to T. Higgins. And I think you know who T. Higgins is. He's now with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase with the Cincinnati Bengals and tearing up the NFL. So again, we didn't have the replacement for Julian Love to keep hanging with Clemson and we end up losing 30 to three. I'm not saying that's the entire reason we lost, but I'm pretty damn sure that that score would have been a lot closer. Had we had a similar type player to Julian love when he went down in the cotton bowl. So again, that's what we need to get to. And that's what these 2023, 2024 classes, if they are all as advertised and if the coaching staff is as advertised and they develop them, to the best of their abilities and say, let's say some of these three stars end up being developing into four-star, five-star talent. We're going to be like what Alabama and Clemson was and what Ohio state is on offense right now. That depth is going to take us to the next level, I believe. But again, that's an if, well, that's to be determined right now, but more or less what I'm saying about this podcast. And that's why I'm so con most concerned now, especially my prediction at nine and three, this is why I'm saying nine and three. We don't have the depth at those skill positions, especially at wide receiver at running back. We need to be at that point where if someone goes down, there's not much of a miss of a beat with their replacement. And again, that cotton bowl in 2018 in the playoffs, that's a prime example. We were hanging with Clemson, but Julian love goes out different story. So again, 
So again, you may see some technical issues uh, with this podcast. My camera kept go going in and out, but I'm going to contact Tim to kind of splice that together so it's a little bit smoother. So if you see something that doesn't, it's a little bit jerky. Again, my camera was going in and out of this podcast, so my apologies. But again, just trying to, but again, more or less this podcast is about, you know, Tyler Buckner being named the starter quarterback for the 2022 season and for the Ohio State opener. Again, no big shocker there. I had some recruiting updates. More or less, we're one, what, whatever site you look at, we're pretty much one or two in the 2023 class and the 2024 class were number one. But again, not great news this morning, Saturday morning. Uh, it happened yesterday. Avery Davis, our most experienced wide receiver, six-year senior graduate student, is out for the year. We're down to six scholarship players, and one of those is a former walk-on. So we'll see what happens. But again, thank you so much for uh, joining in on episode number 12. Again, my name is Rob Fidoff, and as always, go Irish. <laughs>